Welcome to Amazon Legends, where we have real stories about making it big on Amazon. Our guests are CEOs of large companies and entrepreneurs who became power sellers, also providers specializing in helping sellers, aggregators that acquire sellers, and former Amazonians will give us an insight from behind the scenes. Here is your host, Nick Urison. Welcome to another episode of Amazon Legends. My next guest today has been a programmer for over a decade. And that changed when he discovered that there was actually something going on with numbers. Because he's one of those people who likes to follow numbers and try to make sense of it. So uh, he discovered something in the algorithms that uh, he was programming for. And that led him to his current company, he is today the co-founder of AMS Pilot, and uh, I'm also proud to announce that they are one of our sponsors who are kind enough to uh, support the show. So um, AMS Pilot is a PPC agency, comes as no surprise, uh, based solely on smart algorithms, and they have a unique approach to achieving profitability. And he also likes to write different types of software when he's relaxing. So this guy is an all-rounded coder and inventor and whatever you want to call. So with that, everybody, meet my guest, uh, Alex Bejan. Welcome to the show, Alex. Thank you, Nick. Nice to meet you and uh, excited to have a chat today. Oh, uh, I'm always interested in algorithms because there was a TV show a long time ago and it was about this guy who had a regular job and he had a little son and the son always made sense of numbers and uh, he was communicating future events based on chasing some numbers and he would tell his dad look for this look for that and you know it could be like the the, the speed limit on a particular road that he's supposed to travel to and then if he saw that, and then, then something would happen and things like that. So everything always came down to numbers. So it's uh, it's interesting how life is. Do you find that? Yeah, yeah. I, I find that different people have different kinds of minds and like they focus on different things. Some people focus on, on numbers. Some people focus on like images and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I find it very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, you know, uh, when the snipers in the military, uh, all they do is they watch a target all day, every day. And and I remember in this movie that this guy, uh, American Sniper, uh, he was saying that, uh, be careful because after a while, you get to see what you are looking to see. So it may not be there, but because you focused on it so long, it looks yeah. like, you know, that's already there. So sometimes that much focus can get very intense and mislead you. But anyway, yeah. so hopefully not with Amazon. So uh, since you are focused on Amazon numbers and PPC specifically, uh, tell me what is the right takeoffs for a healthy model? Of course, it depends on price points and things like that, but... Uh, what are you usually looking for as a as a takeoffs for a seller? Uh, well, it depends. And tell me the things that you look at as what these things depend on. 
Yeah, it depends on the timing mostly. Is it like pre-season or is it the season or it's post-season? So depending on this situation, you you should be like uh, doing like looking for different takers level. I see. So I remember last year we launched a seller um, right after the shopping season started. So this is like the first week in December. And so launching around that time versus launching in, say, January or in March. So those things are obviously different situations because there is more traffic. So um, can you tell me how does that impact ACOS? What is the, the driving force there? Yeah, so basically when the season is right now like everybody is paying a lot of money for ppc and the bids are very high right because it's auction system the higher you pay the the higher everyone else has to pay to get the same amount of traffic mm -hmm. so launching during the season is not the best idea in terms of like how how the ACOS will behave, right? Because you will have to pay a lot of for, for clicks and your ACOS will be definitely high. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, it's like usually it's hard to get immediate like good results during the season when you don't have the history for the listing, you don't have enough reviews yet. Like a lot of these factors matter in terms of your conversion rate. And if your conversion rate is lower, then competition, your ACOS will be higher, of course. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so for everybody listening, what we're gonna cover in this episode is the, the impact of timing, timing of some of your decisions, whether it's for launch or it's for setting some parameters and then how that factors into your decisions into some actions you take with PPC and some of your expectations, because uh, it's always, you know, you, you uh, set expectations and then you fall short, you'll feel bad. And, and then that bad feeling will bring more, you know, negative results. So you don't really want to put yourself in a position where, you are constantly chasing something you're not, not satisfied. So uh, it's important to set the right expectations. And that doesn't mean you compromise. All it means is you just simply are expecting the things that you can achieve, uh, but with hard work, nevertheless, still be aggressive. But at the same time, don't set yourself up for uh, a fall uh, or disappointment, but set yourself up for success. So, that, that's what we're gonna cover. So um, let's uh, let's cover this right from the get go, Alex. So let's say that you have a a new listing you're gonna launch. So walk us through how do you plan high level your PPC strategy, your ACOS and TACOS targets? Yeah. So we usually start like not with the ACOS and not with the PPC, but it's, it's a good thing to start with the overall brand strategy, right? We wanna understand what is the positioning on the product. Is it like high price, low price, middle range, 
right? When we understand that, okay, the price will be like in this range, right? Uh, it's then it's good to finish the entire listing. Like we want to have everything done. Like we want to have title completed, bullet points, description, SEO indexes. So we want to check that Amazon understands our listing well and that Amazon believes that this listing is is relevant to the keywords that we want to rank for, mm -hmm. right? And A plus content, all of this good stuff. And of course, reviews. Reviews are critical. So Amazon has wine program. You can use it for for launching new products, right? And you can give uh, give away some uh, products to people, and they will give you uh, give you the reviews, right? And any other means that you can gather reviews, depending on your current situation and what what possibilities do you have, right? And the PPC comes after all of that is done. But we, we have to keep in mind PPC when we're doing this. So it's very hard to do a good listing without understanding how this, this listing will be used in PPC, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a good idea to have a person who understands the full stack of these tasks. Yeah. Right. So, and only after that, you like go and uh, like gather the keywords, do the keyword research, right? And like Helium and Merchant Wars, like a lot of tools go in this in this game, right? And only after that, you plan like what campaigns you should launch and at what order and how many keywords in, in every campaign and what is the budget appropriate for this, uh, for this stage. So all of that comes later. Yeah. So what I'm hearing at the end of the day is do not go launching a listing without really having a clear uh, strategy with your keywords that will be incorporated into your content. Your, your listing needs to be optimized with the keywords that you are going to be going after. Yeah, so exactly. That, that needs to be there. In addition, your brand story with your A-plus content need to be there because that's something people are looking at, uh, at least to differentiate your listings from others. You need to have the A-plus content. Uh, so I understand that part. That's a given. Vine program, yes, as long as the product is suitable for giving away. So yeah. if it's a high ticket, like I have a, I have a client, they sell floor kits. And each item costs $700. And the, the item is as big as a, a typical dining chair. You know, the, each skew mm -hmm. is that big because it's a kit. There's no way they are giving that away. So. Yeah, <laughs> they, there is a strategy for that as well. Like uh, what is possible is you can find a cheap product in your category that could be like a supplement product to yours. And you can give away this product, like if it's like 20, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, you know, uh, not that expensive. And then you can combine this product with your main product on the listing. Yeah. And that way you will have combined reviews and ready to go. Yeah. So uh, that's a, that's a, it's another excellent point that now that you open the, the door, let me walk through it. Uh, so, uh, this is definitely a good strategy. Uh, it requires some forward thinking in terms of creating the listings because 
you need to make sure that you're creating your listing for the high ticket item and that cheaper item together under the same parent. If you do that right from the get-go, yes, when the reviews come in, they will review that cheaper product because you will enroll that in the Vine program, but it will show up under the parent. But make no mistake, if one day you separate the child ASINs into their own listings, and it may happen, you never know, sometimes some of those child SKUs uh, become overperforming uh, listings, and you may want to separate them. And when you do, those reviews will not travel with the ASIN that has not received it. So this is purely visual that Amazon provides the listings as a total count under the parent, as long as they're all together. Uh, so it's definitely a good strategy. If for whatever reason, you've already created the listing, but you want to bring another child that's a cheaper item under that same parent, then you're going to have to do some frustrating exchanges with seller support to ask them to consolidate the listings and all that stuff. So uh, it's something that uh, I want to tell my listeners that you know, if you want to do this, it's definitely a good strategy, but be careful either if you haven't yet created the listing, make sure you create or get ready for some exchanges so that you can have them consolidated. Okay. All right. So um, now this is actually my question to you where I'm fine with op launching optimized before PPC, but when it's a brand new listing, there are no reviews. The only way to get reviews is PPC. And, and you're saying don't start the PPC without reviews. So how does that work? Yeah, of course, it, like uh, when I mean like don't start, I mean don't like push like very aggressively on PPC, right? But uh, you can still start, but with very low bids, you can even use uh, broad match type, which is cheaper and gives you more traffic even if you don't have any, any reviews and any rating. But be very careful uh, with that uh, because the conversion rate will be very low so don't have your expectations too high for that. Okay. So what are you watching? So you launch the listing with no history, no reviews, and you're bidding low. And obviously, you are getting fairly limited amount of exposure with low bidding and everything else. So what are the numbers you're watching? When do you start to escalate your bidding and get a little bit more aggressive? Yeah, as soon as we have like maybe eight to 10 reviews, it's a good idea to get more campaigns running, right? And increase a little bit bits. So, and then it's crucial to work on reviews very aggressively. And the sooner you get more reviews, the better, uh, the sooner you will get more sales from PPC. So it's a one-to-one -one correlation. So we usually try to uh, focus on reviews as much as possible during the launch. Because like, it's almost impossible to make you know the magic happen without actually having the conversion rate in place, right? So PPC it's not magic. Like we are not buying sales, we are buying traffic, and how this traffic will convert only depends on the listing itself and whether the traffic is relevant or not. That's it. 
Yeah. So ultimately, you're not really watching the reviews so much, but you're watching the conversion rate because the traffic will come to you based on how well your listing is converting for that keyword, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, okay, that now this kind of starts to develop in an interesting way. So what you are really looking for is in your efforts to go after keywords, you want to track keyword by keyword how many visitors you're getting and how many of those visitors are making a purchase, keyword by keyword. I don't mean advertised. I mean in general, right? That's the ultimate goal. Isn't that the case? Yeah, yeah exactly. So where is that information available? Seeing how many people bought on a keyword that you receive the visitor for? Yeah, you can get in a brand uh, registry, in uh, in brand analytics, the report that shows you like how many impressions you got, how many sales, all of that stuff, and also in PPC. Okay, so this is what they call the search query performance report, right? That's yeah, what, so it's only available for brand registry sellers so if you have a trademark and you've been uh, accepted into brand registry then you have access to that so if you do have a trademark and you haven't yet gotten on brand registry you must do so right away and then you will have this available to you so that means that and also this is not a one-time deal right so this is you have to be tracking this over time keyword by keyword what kind of visitors are coming to your listing and and what is the purchase rate on those keywords and in the meantime those visitors are coming because of your ppc efforts right yeah yeah so that means you not only have to track the number of visitors but you also have to track how many times your ppc ads were shown for that keyword yeah organically as well as paid, right? Yeah. So that's the set of dynamics that uh, that you are tracking. So, so then tell us, uh, give us your take on how to drive this whole operation. What is, what is it that you do? What are you looking for? And, and based on the data. Yeah, sure. So the most important thing here during the launch is doing the right keyword research actually it's it sounds very boring but it is the most important task actually like everyone understands how to change the beats depending on your echoes and stuff and how many clicks you got it's very simple like it's it's not uh, you know uh, some uh, rocket science but doing the keyword research is actually the most important stuff because it allows you to get the best efficiency for your for your budget so how you usually like do it well is you separate all the keywords like you just take the most relevant keywords and not very popular not like high volume keywords something in the middle or on the low end that's the keywords that you want to go after and the ones that are the most relevant to you like if you are selling like red iphone case you want to go only for red keywords right 
something like that. So you you start with this like first layer of uh, of you know force basically, and then uh, you expand to the next layers less relevant keywords only after you got some good conversion rate and good reviews, good rating. You kind of expand in the waves basically. So basically, you do strategy like every month. You do like the next step in your strategy, right? Mm -hmm. And that way you expand the market uh, by by whenever you are ready to do so. So it's not a good idea to launch everything, right? The more keywords you launch, the the worse it's gonna be because you are not ready yet. Yeah. So yeah, basically, yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. Okay. And this is the reason why things take a long time before you can really scale because you don't really know what is going to be your performance, how your listing will perform for specific keywords. And if you go after too many of them, it's not going to be, there's, there isn't enough money to satisfy the exploration. And also your content is not organized yet. It's not focused yet around that. So uh, I, I understand what you're talking about and, and, Jumping into an ocean when you don't know how to swim, when it's, it's a it's large volume exists, like 200,000 searches, 300,000 searches, and you target a keyword like that, you're going to struggle because you'll never be able to compete with those who are already optimized for it. So uh, I understand that part. So um, one thing you mentioned earlier, I want you to expand on that a little bit uh, broad match campaign you said that run broad match campaign tell us a little bit about what that is and how do you use it what do you do with the results of that broad match campaign yeah sure so amazon has like ppc has several match types and these match types are like an algorithm how amazon matches your keyword to specific search terms that the customer is typing in on Amazon. So broad, broad match type says that uh, whatever the person types can be in different order of the words in a phrase, right? And it can also be entirely different words. So it's not really specific match. It's like roughly similar match, something like that. And the point is, it sounds like it's not a good idea to do that, like in general, right? But what actually happens in, in practice is that this traffic is cheaper than the exact match type and phrase match type. So it's usually cheaper, and but it's harder to control and harder to make it work. It requires more knowledge and more expertise on the PPC side to make it safe to like perform in this kind of match type. Usually people say that you have to use exact match type. It's like exactly the, the, the keyword that person types in. Like it's super cool. Yeah, it sounds super cool. And we try to use it as much as we can. But sometimes there are different niches that are very complicated and very expensive to get into. So the way to get into these niches is to use something like broad match type that allows you to get cheaper traffic. But uh, you have to negate a lot of wrong keywords in this match type in order to get only relevant traffic to your listing. Mm -hmm. So uh, negating those, you're talking about the negative keywords, right? So if yeah. you want exact match, so if you're designing an exact match campaign, 
make sure that you also incorporate the negative keywords because you don't want to appear and then waste your money. On the broad match, it's cheaper. And then tell us about the auto campaigns. Those ones, how, how does that work and how do they go together with the exact and broad match? Yeah, sure. Uh, so auto campaigns are saying that Amazon will do his own matching, whatever it means. Like he will target people, however he thinks is good for your listing, right? And like nobody knows exactly how it works. Like, of course, there are different types of auto campaigns, but in general, you have very little control over them. Amazon says, I will take care of that. Don't worry. It's auto campaign. I will bring you traffic uh, and, and so on. Uh, they are also cheap, but they are even more like... Um, you know, it's it's even harder to control them and it, it's even harder to make them profitable and bring you a lot of traffic. So they can work with little volume, right? Like a little sales volume. You, you should have little sales volume from auto campaigns. If you have a lot of sales from auto, it means that you are underutilizing PPC. You, you should have, you could have more sales from more controlled types of campaigns and you are underutilizing that. So auto campaigns, yeah, they, they are cheaper, they give you traffic, they don't give you control. So it's, we of course use like all types of campaigns and auto as well. We just uh, don't focus on them as much. It's usually good to get some initial traction with auto campaigns. It's good to gather some keywords that you never saw in any of the tools that are available on the market and you could not, find them in any other way. So they help you with that. And yeah, they're just cheaper. The key to achieving rank for your top keywords quickly is paid advertising. And this means you need a PPC service that will deliver results and AMS Pilot is your resource. AMS Pilot is a PPC agency that will scale your sales with high ROI using their own proprietary technology. Also, they were kind enough to offer a $350 service credit to all my listeners. Just go to www.amspilot.com forward slash legends and register to claim your service credit. Yeah. Okay. So from everything I'm hearing, Auto campaigns. So at the end of the day, you have you have to bring traffic to your listing, right? That's all you're doing. Yeah. There is actually it's a two-step process. It's not the traffic that you bring to the listing, but it's the exposure you get. In other words, if you went to Amazon today and you said, let's say, for example, pick a keyword, you know, everybody's favorite example garlic crusher okay so you want to sell garlic crusher and and you want to own the keyword garlic crusher and you want to appear anytime somebody types garlic crusher right at the top and you bid the highest and you say i want all the searches to come to me amazon is not going to give you that search right so they give you what they call the brand share they give you a piece of the action because what they want is how the Amazon customer is responding 
to seeing your listing when they search garlic crusher. If they are looking at it and not buying, that says something to Amazon. If they are looking at it and buying it, that says another. If they are looking at it, buying it, and then leaving a positive review or negative review, that means something else. So, so that's why at the beginning, Amazon is very cautious to give you so much exposure for those keywords, but will give you more and more and more as you perform better. Better means you are converting and you have reviews, of course. So as that goes up, your share of the impressions go up. And then as your share of the impressions go up, naturally your traffic goes up right so yeah uh, so that's the idea and, and by the way in this the trigger is your click through right so they can show you as many times as they want but if nobody clicks on it again that doesn't matter so your click through rate is key and all this information is available in your search query performance right so you can see keyword by keyword this is nothing to do with advertising. This is all overall listing. Uh, you could be getting traffic organically for some of those keywords. It, it will show up. Uh, so your click-through rate is influenced by uh, share with us. How can people improve their click-through rate? Sure. First of all, it's an image and reviews. These two are the most important. This, this is what people look for whenever I open a search page, I look for image and reviews. Then the title and the price. Okay. So these are like very simple, but very important. Yeah, recently, as we record this in September of 2023, Amazon is also introducing something new. It's available for some categories. Uh, it shows how many times the item was returned. So something with a high return rate is now becoming more visible. So they want people to be aware that, look, the people are buying this, it has good reviews uh, and uh, very attractive picture. People know how to make a good picture, but if it's returned too many times, you get to see it. So that will improve click-through rate. So now bring it all together for us, uh, Alex. So you are driving your PPC through different campaigns. You've got your click-through rates, your conversion rates, and your search query performance. And then obviously, you know which keywords you are bidding on. Uh, give us the overall strategy of how to work these things together. Sure. So the goal here is to get as high conversion rate as possible. Like this is the goal of PPC, to show Amazon, listen, this is good listing. People are buying. They are converting really well. And then the CPC will go down, so cost per click. So when Amazon sees that, okay, this is a good listing, people are buying, let's give him more traffic for cheaper because he earns money with every sale. So it makes sense for him to give us more, more impressions from PPC and from organic. And that way, like we, we, we look at strategically at these metrics to understand how the product performs in general, like, strategically how Amazon sees the product, right? 
And the next thing is that uh, how many impressions we get, right? And uh, like uh, how, how many PPC is coming. And then we want to see the rankings. We want to see how our PPC impacts the organic rankings for the product. So it should go up over time, right? And uh, yeah, and in general, then you just develop the, the, the next step in the semantic core, you take a little bit less relevant or more volume keywords and you launch them and then you launch the next step and the next step and you optimize for that. And depending of course on the, uh, like is it pre-season or season or post-season, it, it will be different. Every step will be a little bit different here. I want to introduce Cellcore to all my listeners. As you all know, it's essential to add another selling channel to Amazon. Even though Walmart is the natural addition, you need the know-how to hit the ground running. Cellcore is a Walmart-approved agency for launching and scaling Amazon brands on Walmart and even getting you into Walmart stores. They manage over 400 brands and 100,000 products. They were kind enough to offer my listeners a free comprehensive audit and a $500 statement credit. Visit www.cellcord.co forward slash legends and mention Amazon Legends to activate this offer. But do it quickly because this offer may not last long. www dot cellcore.co forward slash legends. So there is one other thing here. So we, we are going through this and and uh, for our listeners, there is kind of a roadmap appearing uh, to me. First of all, we have to check the, the number of keywords and and what what they are that we are bidding on, in other words, we're running paid ads on, against what the search query performance report shows to get a list of the keywords. So right there, we are watching the keywords we are paying money on versus the keywords that are generating business for us. And if there are mismatches between them, you do something with it, right? So if there are keywords that are bringing you sales without even paying money on, imagine what would happen if you started bidding on them as well. Because clearly you're getting traffic, you're organically indexed for those, which is bringing you up. And then so start bidding on it and add more so that way you can improve your conversion. on. So that's one thing. Uh, equally, if you are bidding on keywords that are not yielding any orders, then you can start to reduce your spending on those. Now you'll be more focused. That's one thing. The other thing that I'm hearing from you is you should track ideally keyword by keyword, if not overall, what is the ratio between organic traffic and paid traffic compared to total traffic? If you're getting a thousand clicks landing on your product page. How many of them are coming from paid? How many of them are coming from organic? That's also something you should track. And then also track your sales, paid versus organic. So that way yeah. you can get a judgment call, right? 
yeah uh, it's good idea to track the most important stuff and uh, don't get like inside in, inside of the like wood too much for example ppc sales and organic sales these two metrics matter the most like of course you can have discrepancies between like impressions and sales and you can solve that if you have this problem but in general just tracking the ratio between ppc and organic and also acos these three metrics gives the most like understanding what is going on because people usually track like tacos and and acos but seeing the low tacos or seeing the high tacos doesn't tell me what to do like i don't understand is it like low tacos does it mean i have a lot of profit does it mean i have a lot of sales no it doesn't and also high tacos doesn't mean like where is the problem like for example i want to optimize my business right now what what should i do so during the launch like it's good idea to keep and maybe not only in the launch we actually track uh, like all the time these ratios between organic and ppc and of course during the launch we will have like most of the sales coming from ppc like maybe 80% and maybe 20% from organic and over time our goal is to shift slowly to like 60 by 40 or ideally 50 by 50 right and then uh, yeah these these three metrics give us the most control and understanding in the strategy how we should like how we should do the next month and the next the next quarter yeah and how long is it before you reach that 50 50 level between paid and organic it depends on the product like how high the margin is and how well it converts if it's high converting and with good margins we can shift this a lot sooner because we invest into organic and we get boost sooner right and if it's uh like the opposite situation of course we cannot afford this kind of speed right so we have to go slower or we can say let's invest let's just invest we we want to go quicker but uh, we cannot afford like high margins we don't have high margins but we are willing to invest so like different strategies for different like sellers can can go here yeah and i think this is the reason why you want to have that narrow focus on the keywords you want to target right so if you don't have a clear focus on what keywords you want to go after and how many this cannot be like 100 keywords you have to target maybe 15, 20 keywords and do really well with that. And uh, I have seen with my clients directly within six weeks, we can reach about 40% organic on key some keywords that they are targeting. So it's obviously constant work. You can do all the research and say, okay, there is so many, it's like, 30,000 searches on this keyword. So therefore I'm going to go after this and this one, 18,000 searches. And then as soon as you pull the trigger, all bets are off, right? So those expectations, don't, but other things happen. Yeah, so then you very quickly need to pivot. And then within six weeks, I've seen 40% organic traffic. And then ultimately within three months, for sure, you should reach like 50%, if not more than 50%. Like I've seen 57 
uh, 61-63% organic uh, in, in three months. Is that also your experience? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's more like a typical case and sometimes we can get uh, sooner, maybe like in one month, sometimes later. Most of the times within within three, mo- three months, we, we should be good. Like we should be able to achieve 50-50. Yeah. And how about the impact of external traffic? What if you're bringing traffic to the listing through email campaigns, social media, influencers, and, and others. How does that impact the PPC campaigns? Sure. Of course, if Amazon sees external traffic, Amazon loves external traffic. So whenever you have the ability to get more sales, more traffic from external sources, Amazon's, Amazon will boost you boost your organic sales and boost the positions and ppc give you more impressions uh, so of course it's a good thing to do uh, you just have to to have this ability right to to drive maybe facebook traffic maybe google ppc maybe email marketing or instagram or like influencers whatever is available to you of course we we try to use everything how about the external traffic impact on the conversion rate because you can bring a lot of traffic but they don't convert well yeah 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 of course uh like we have to be careful here because if we show to amazon that we have low conversion rate then it's only gonna get worse for us because amazon judges our listing he doesn't understand like we cannot tell him hey listen bro this is good listing right he doesn't understand this. So he just looks at the metrics and like how people convert, right? And uh, if they don't convert, he doesn't want to push this product because he not only makes money from clicks, he also makes money from sales. So he wants the best experience for for his business and for customers. So that's, uh, of course, we have to understand like, is this email marketing campaign going to perform well or not? And if you are not sure, maybe let's test it on, uh, like, maybe let's create some intermediary web page and drive, drive a test, like a small chunk of people there to see how they're going to convert. And after that, we can make a decision. Okay, the conversion rate looks good. So if we drive, drive to Amazon, it will be even higher uh, and so on. So... Tell us a little bit about that intermediary page. So how do you test an external campaign before sending it to Amazon? Yeah, just creating a basic, like for me as a programmer, it's like, oh, it's basic stuff, but I understand not people, like most people are not like that, but it's very easy. Nowadays, a lot of like services exist that you can drag and drop like basic design of a shop store you can create on shopify um, on any landing pages like builders right you just create a, a page that looks like shop basic and you have the the price and make it look almost like amazon but of course you are not trying to make a phishing website yeah it's it's illegal but just make a like a genuine genuine store page and see how people react to that so that means any order you get from that, you have to fulfill it yourself, though, right? Uh, no, I mean you just click, like you you make a button like buy, and whenever 
people click buy, you just redirect them to Amazon. But in your analytics, you see the numbers. You see how many people arrive to the page and how many clicked. And you just make a, a math here. I see. So what you are suggesting is put up a page outside of Amazon and on that page, make it clear that if they click buy, they'll be making the purchase on Amazon. Right? Yeah. So that way you're not bringing the traffic directly to Amazon, but instead you are only bringing the people who click buy, which shows intent to buy, which then qualifies the traffic as, you know, they may not end up buying, but at least the intent is there. And th those are the ones you're bringing. Okay. That's a very, uh, look, when you're a programmer or, or you are anybody, right? You are anybody who's good. You are good at riding horses, right? So it's easy for you. You get on the saddle and then you give it a kick and then that's it. Off you go. But for someone who's never been on a horse and they're intimidated by large animals, it's difficult, right? So. Yeah, yeah. And also, you know, it's like um, uh, there is also a problem with that because I'm a programmer. I can like make software. I I was always trying to like build something. Let's build software for that. Let's build software for that. So uh, for me, it was different struggle to stop Stop thinking in terms of like programming things and start thinking as a business owner and how to build the company and how to grow strategically, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's what makes you a real human being. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. Uh, if programmers uh, uh, just did the programming and life worked according to the program, it, it would be nice, but uh, it's never like that. Yeah. So, okay. So this, this is good. So external campaigns, make sure you provide an intermediary page and then put buy on Amazon or something along those lines, the purchase will be completed. Uh, and by the way, as we record this, um, something also is gaining traction is there is something called buy with Prime that you can incorporate into your Shopify site. And uh, there's been a deal reached between Shopify and Amazon so now uh, this is something that is available. So you, you simply can integrate your Shopify front end with Amazon backend where your Amazon inventory is used to fulfill the Shopify orders. And right in the, on, in the front page, you know, that the customers see, it will say buy with Prime. So if they have Prime membership, obviously for customers, it means free free two-day shipping and, and all the other benefits that come with it. Okay, so uh, before we wrap up, I want to touch a little bit more on the timing aspect of it. So you mentioned pre-season, post-season uh, matters in terms of setting your expectations. So uh, tell us a little bit more about that. How do you factor that into your plans? Yeah, sure. Uh, in my opinion, this is like one of the most important things because a lot of like guys who do PPC, they don't actually understand that PPC is just a tool to get more sales and more profit at the end of the day. So we want to use that. Like we want to think about, okay, how do we like use 
how do we leverage the most from PPC as a tool to market our brand and to grow it and make the most profit. So depending on the like uh, timing, we wanna prepare for the season before the season starts. So for example, if if in the niche, the season starts in November, we wanna start preparing in the October because in November, in December, the traffic is gonna be more expensive. Like clicks will be like double the price, right? And most sellers, they usually like just, you know, increase the bids during the season, right? Let's just increase the bids because that's what people do. But uh, if you do that, you're going to lose your margins. Like you're going to just eat all your profit with cost per clicks. So uh, it's a good thing to start increasing bids before the season. Mm-hmm. And why, why we want to do that? We want to occupy organic positions before the season starts. Mm-hmm. So it, it can be like uh, non-profitable, actually. It can be like, like negative in, in terms of cash flow right like before the season but we will have the positions maybe at number one number two organic positions when the season starts and when the season starts we can keep making sales from organic positions and everybody is like raising the beats and paying more and we want to actually decrease the beats during that period so it's very uh like cool uh to to see that people uh like pay more and you actually pay less during the season and you make all the money from organics. So it's it's cool to basically pick keywords that you think you will be ranking for, you will be converting and that are relevant to your specific product. You have to be sure that the keywords that you pick for ranking are the most, most relevant keywords to your brand. And when you're going to get first or second organic position, you will stay there, right? And during this season, you just decrease the PPC and keep it on the, like, you know, at the bottom, the first page, and your organic position is on the top. And because your conversion rate is high, you keep ranking all the season. Like, it's possible to keep ranking uh, organic the entire season, like three or four months and make the most money from that and spend as less PPC as possible. So that's that's how you actually like make the most uh, profit from the season. Well, Alex, you saved the best for the last piece. This is a, a great strategy. So I want to add to this. Uh, it's very exciting to see. So after you launch, you, you just go after views, PPCs, whatever, and then you're doing business. So... Um, you want to, before we activate this strategy, I would also say that hone in on search query performance and then check that up against your paid campaigns. Compare the keywords. Which keywords are giving you the most share, click-throughs, and conversions? Now, create a, a, a serious list. That's your heavy, heavy weaponry, so to speak, that that is getting you business. You're getting good share, you're getting good click-through, you're getting good conversion. Those ones now, pre-season, you go guns blazing with your bidding. You dominate. And 
that automatically will give you because you are already performing well because you've seen the data. And with those, you start to establish yourself as the authority organically on those keywords. Now you rank up. And then the season comes, you pull back on the bidding and then let the organics carry you through all the way. And of course, you naturally, you have already validated with the data that you were already doing well with the, you know, more PPC going after it, you've made it even better. And now come the season, you're going to dominate on those keywords. And then after that, you've got a nice traffic base that's converting. And of course, a lot of them will come uh, as reviews that will make it better. And that's a perfect winning formula, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love this 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 ending to the conversation. It's really it brings it home. Uh, thank you. So, uh, okay. So this brings us to my favorite part of the show about learning about you a little bit. So tell us, uh, you have an interesting start to life. Uh, so tell us, where did you grow up? And share with us some of your experiences. Uh, yeah, I grew up in Ukraine in a small town. Uh, it's maybe 10,000 people. And uh, then I, you know, when I went to university, I actually didn't know like what I'm going to do with my life. Like, but my mother was wise enough to notice that I'm really good with computers. I didn't realize that, but she, she did. So she just suggested me that maybe let's try this computer science thing. And it was like 2007, I guess. And it was not as popular right as right now. So I just went there and successfully started studying. But uh, I don't know. I just felt that maybe on the third year of the university, I felt that I probably will not get what I want from the university. Like I'm not getting the level of expertise that I expected. So I just started studying myself, you know, living in the dorm and with, with other guys. I just started reading and learning programming by myself. And like, you know, one year, I guess I would, would just study all day. And after this one year, I actually got a job. And that's how like my career in programming started. And then over time, maybe after seven or eight years of full-time programming, I just like learned a bit about myself, like just understood me as a person, what I like and what I want. And I just felt that I need to do something like as an owner, like I understand like what, what do I want to do and direct my path into the future by making my own decisions, right? And trying stuff. And that's how I, you know, started doing like different entrepreneurial like, you know, trials and failures. And then uh, after a while, like maybe after three years of tries and failures, I met uh, my business partner and by accident, actually, on some webinar. And uh, we just, you know, met and just, uh, he, he knew Amazon. I didn't know anything about Amazon. And he knew it well. He was a seller. He was also like a book publisher on KDP site of Amazon. And we just partnered and started, you know, doing uh, a lot of different like softwares and agency 
And that's how it all started. And over time, I just learned how to build a team, how to act like this is the most important thing that for business owner to understand like deeply how to motivate and um, like um, get interested into your company, good, like uh, strong people, how to motivate them and how to grow them and how to actually grow the team. Because you cannot do it everything by yourself. Like right now, there are people in my company who are a lot smarter than me in PPC, right? And they do it really well. So my job is is to create environment for them to grow even more and uh, you know develop develop the new new technologies and building. For example, we are now building software as well for PPC. So doing all of this stuff. Yeah, just I don't know how it happened, but it happened somehow. So for throughout these years, I just understood my motivations and that I'm really happy when I when I decide for myself how I'm gonna live my life. It's it's of course more risk, but also more reward. Yeah. Well, you know what I want to know is your mother thought you were good with computers but i wonder if she knew that you were really an entrepreneur an independent thinker is that how your family is in general is that like a natural or is that something that she also saw in you mm, i don't think she saw that i just was um i was a hard child i would say hard because I never studied well because I didn't understand why I need that. It was like coming from inside. Like if I don't understand why I need that, then I just don't need that, right? And it's very hard for someone else to tell me that, oh, you have to do this because I said so. So my brain always worked that way that like from inside, I have to like deeply like think about what I what I'm doing and do, like, do any, what I want. Do you have any brothers sisters? Yeah, I have a brother. Older brother. Are they is is he is he like you also that if he doesn't understand he's not going to listen or is he different? No. No, he's very different from me. So this is just you. You are pretty much a, a rebel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably you can say that. So your mother obviously knew that. So I wonder if this was her way of getting computers are structured, right? There's they are well programmed. I mean, if if there is anything that you're supposed to do exactly what you're told, that's what computer does, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, because I started when there was no internet. For me, it was no internet. Of course, in the US, like people already had a lot of stuff, but in Ukraine, I didn't have internet. So I just learned you know by myself because i didn't have books i didn't have internet so i just had to try and see how it goes right i was just poking around like tinkering in the computer okay let's take apart this stuff and let's see how it goes you know i was just experimenting and um i don't know maybe that's what helped me to to think for myself where in ukraine were you born and in Novodnistrovsk, it's the city on the river Dniester. It's on the west side of Ukraine. So that's uh, close to the Polish border. 
Yeah. Okay, and not, not so close to Kiev, right? Yeah, it's far away. It's about 500 kilometers. Okay. Okay, so, uh, and uh, when did you leave the country? Um, the war started, and approximately after that, I, I left. Before it was possible, like, uh, un until it was, like, because right now it's not possible to leave Ukraine. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, what I fail to see is every single person born and raised in uh, Ukraine, maybe it's just me. I'm meeting people like that. They're independent thinkers. And they don't like to be told what to do. They want to set their own course in life. And here you are. You, you've done the same thing. And you're building not only yourself, but building a team, a lot of people around you. And as yet, you know, in 21st century, you know, some brutal force comes in and tries to dictate how you want to live. Oh, oh, yeah. It just makes no sense. It's just, you know, it, there is, you know, you can add up things and then you can see things around you and say, oh, you know, I, I think this is what's going on. But Anybody who sees how people have been over the past several, several decades uh, should know that, you know, you don't really want to mess with this kind of spirit, right? It's the human spirit cannot be uh, chained like this and dictated. So, I mean, you are the perfect example. This is great. And um, so tell us, uh, how can people reach you and, um, you know, get uh, advice or any way that they want to interact with you? What's the best way? Yeah, sure. Uh, on, on the website, imspilot.com, that's probably the best way to reach. And maybe on LinkedIn, just type my name. And yeah, we can talk and see how I can help. Great. Great. Thank you, Alex. And uh, I'm sure you've inspired a lot of people. You've definitely inspired me and your strategy. I love the strategy of, you know, attacking early and then pulling back. I love that strategy. I'm sure I'm going to use it, uh, you know, as many times as I can. And uh, okay. thank, thank you. you. And thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Before I go, a quick reminder to claim your service credit with AMS Pilot for their ROI-centric PPC management service make sure to visit www.amspilot.com forward slash legends and register for your $350 service credit. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Visit www.amspilot.com forward slash legends. Also, I want to remind everyone to visit www.cellcore.co forward slash legends and mention Amazon legends to get a free comprehensive audit and a $500 statement credit. It's time to conquer Walmart with Cellcord by your side. Thank you. And uh, this brings us to the end of another episode and I'll see you on the next one. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, rate and review the episode and share it with someone you think would benefit from it too.